Alright, welcome back to Soulback. This is episode 113, and today, guys, we will be talking about 2004 R&B. Uh, we talked about 2005 last week. That was great. Had a lot of good uh, participation from our peoples. I see people joining in now. So I think 2004 will be just as good. As I was going through the list of albums that came out, guys, it was a pretty solid year for R&B. No question. No question. Um, it was one of those years that, honestly, I slept on a little bit. There are some, definitely some hip-hop joints that I love from 2005. 2005 R&B, I was like, eh, it's all right. But this proved that it was a big year for us. I just want to give a quick shout to some of our regulars who I see in the house here who have been tu- tuning in each week. I see Lawrence. I see Tar Heels fan, Montrez Jones. I see Netta Brielle in here, Shaquille Perry. What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in, as always, and joining us on this journey back in time through R&B. 2004 was a good year. Yeah, it was a good year. And actually, 2004, it's like a Twitter fact. I see this retweeted like every two months. 2004, I believe every single number one hit on the Billboard charts was a rapper R&B song this year. Mm. Wow. You had to remember, it was it was the crunk era. It was the era where the collabos were going everywhere and the hip-hop R&B fusion was really taking off. So it was a year that would definitely pave the way for what we're seeing now, in good and bad ways. But, I mean, we got to start off the year, 2004. And to me, when I think 2004, the first album that comes to mind, Netta, you'll be happy about this one. Can I get a drum roll, Tom? <laughs> We know what it is. We all know. Concrete Rose by Ashant. No, I'm saying. <laughs> oh, my. Oh my God. Listen. <laughs> we'll talk about two that. minutes, I'm going to take him out. Uh, Confessions by Usher. Uh, massive album. Uh, this was eighth grade, ninth grade for me. I remember just how big Usher was at that time. And, like, we look at artists today, like The Weeknd, like Drake, um, Bruno Mars. I don't think any of them have touched where Usher was at his peak in 2004. That album was huge. I would agree. I mean, Drake probably comes the closest as far as mainstream comparisons, current comparisons. But people don't realize how big R&B was. A R&B star, purely R&B star, was gigantic off, the, off just that. He wasn't rapping. He wasn't doing a ton of collabs. He was just Usher being Usher. And this was an opportunity to really spotlight R&B to a level that we ain't really seen since the 90s. So this was a huge coming out party for him, solidify him as a star, and one of the last classic albums that we may be seen in R&B. There have been few since. Mm. That's a good point. I remember playing this album out. I was, I think, sophomore or junior year in college, about 20, 19, 20 years old. And I just remember playing this one out. I mean, I had my, everyone had this album. Like I knew pretty much. I mean, this album was what Diamond over yeah. that. So, yep. I mean, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't find many R and B albums after this that sold that many. Everyone knows it. You know, we can easily ask what's your favorite song on this album to any random stranger on the street, and they'd probably know. That's how huge of a project it was. So, yep. I mean, I don't know if I. I guess I'd call it a classic. That's another debate for another time. I have my nit, I have my nitpicks with this album, mm. but I'm not going to get into that right now. Well, I actually agree with you there because I have, if you go to soulandstereo.com right now, you can see I've ranked Usher's discography, and people gave me a bunch of heat 
but I did not give this five stars. It's a great, yeah. great album that's a little bloated. But as we, and again, I don't want to get into it here. To me, there is a difference between a album rating and a classic rating. So I call it a classic because of the influence. It may usher a gigantic star as one of the most beloved albums of the era. It's an album that has gone on to be kind of, the style has been copied and mimicked. So to me, that makes it a classic. It's not a flawless album because that don't Mm -hmm. exist. And to me, it's four and a half stars, but it's still one of the biggest albums in the past 20 years. Well, I have to share because Shaquille Perry just asked, what are your nitpicks? And you were right. You hit the nail on the head, Shaquille. It is. It was a bit too bloated. They could have condensed it and made it a bit shorter. I felt like it would have been perfect, Like exactly mm-hmm. like you said. My number two nitpick is, yeah, the song. I just don't feel like it's timeless to anchor that album for the moment. It was humongous. However, it's not something I would ever be interested in playing again. I just don't like it. So that's mm. that's my reasoning. I'm with you. I hate yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll state it. Well, well it's, it. it's crazy because yeah is the first song on the album after the intro, and then after that, it's like purely strictly yeah. R and B. So you gotta give like to me when an artist does that, I give them the pass for that because you gotta have mm. one single out that that hits the mainstream like yeah did, and then the rest of the album is R and B. But uh, onto your point about um, the album being too bloated. I get that. I understand it. I agree with that. But then the question is, what song do you take off the album? Because I see people listing their favorite songs. Like, I see Throwback. Someone wrote Truth Hurts. Someone wrote Follow Me. Like, what song would you even take off this album? Because there's no bad song on the album. I think there's a couple of songs that are, like, up here, like, that great. But then there's a handful of songs that are still good. But I don't know how you take away those songs. Because each song on that album has a moment and a purpose for that album so i don't know well ed what song would you take off the album well you know me the first thing i'm taking off <laughs> is yeah well but you, can't, you can't take that one off that's a yes you can't take <laughs> yeah off i mean we know usher what didn't even love that song so you can't take that off it was big but to tom's point it was big for the moment and it's not very timeless it feels kind of dated because it feels gimmicky um, I'd have to go back and look at the track list, but I definitely remember when I was doing that ranking, was maybe a year or so ago, that I was starting to kind of zone out about a little over halfway through. So I have to look at the track list and see what was going on kind of after halfway. You, Kyle, you're right. There's nothing bad on the album. But if it gets to the point where my mind starts to wander, I'm looking at my phone or looking at my watch and be like, how many tracks are left? It's getting a little too long in the two for me. So I think this album could easily lose at least two or three songs and be and for it. I might lose all credibility here, but I never liked the song Confessions Part 2. Mm. I mean, it's a song that I, I totally cannot relate to and I just found stupid. So <laughs> maybe people go through that. They probably do. But I always just found it stupid and annoying. And and there's also a few songs at the end of the album. I had the deluxe, so I don't remember what was on the original. But there were some songs at the end that just kind of got boring to me and I didn't really don't listen to anymore. Mm. I'm feeling you. I actually like Confessions Part 1 better than Part 2. No one remembers yeah. Part 1. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to give a shout-out to this song. It's not even on the album. It should have made the album Sweet Lies, the Neptune's record. Who knows Great that song. One? Great song. That is an amazing song. Um, Usher, biggest album to date, the last diamond-selling R&B album. He's working on Confessions 2, and we'll talk about that when the album comes out. But let's fast-forward here to another album. 
Um, Destiny's Child, Destiny Fulfilled. This is Destiny's Child's final album uh, as of this podcast. This album, guys, when I look back at it, this is a really solid piece of work. It's fun, it's cohesive, and they all have, each member has their moments on this album. I really like this album. Absolutely, and I feel like that maybe not so much the um, people who are joining us here on this podcast, because y'all be knowing your music. But in the mainstream, I feel like this one is really unappreciated. Everybody talks about the writings on the wall, and that's great. I think it's a great one, one of their best. But when you talk about cohesive and growth, kind of the opposite we were saying about Usher, where we were saying that was too bloated, this is the kind of, to me, the prototype for how you should structure an album and keep it tight and consistent. I love yeah. this joint. And I think that, to me, I've always said, I've gone on record to saying I prefer most Destiny's Child projects to Beyonce projects. And I would put this up against almost all those Beyonce albums y'all love. This one's great. I'm I'm reading the comments. No one even mentioned the song I like best on this album, and that's Free. Yeah, Which is free. such a smooth jam. Kyle, I remember you always raving to me about this album, and I finally listened to it years later. Yep. Definitely, like you said, every every you know member of the group had a role. It played well. Production was tight, so it's a good album. And Sean Garrett that was the beginning of the pen. He he mm. wrote most of that album and killed it. A song wow. like "Is She the Reason?" Oh, Ninth Wonder. That, that is, beat is insane. Song. That's a shout out to Ninth, one of the greatest producers of all time. And I yep. also love "Girl," and it's ridiculous because I love it because it sounds like a theme song to a UPN TV show. <laughs> like somebody should have put this on. This could have been "Girlfriends Part 2. <laughs> I'm wondering, guys. Tom, I know you didn't like "Yeah," but did you guys like "Soldier"? I like Heck Soldier. No. What? I like <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, Soldier was fine. It was not fine. It was. I deleted it off my iTunes. It was so bad. Wow. Pre- the lyrics are ridiculous, but I can definitely listen to it. Unlike Yeah, which I refuse to listen <laughs> to. <laughs> uh, quick question here. If that's Destiny's Child's last album, you guys okay with them leaving it at that? If you're going to go out, go out at, at top. Like, yeah. If this is all we get, I'm cool. Um, I still, to this day, I want a reunion with the original original. So if that happens, cool. But if this is all we get, I'm straight with it. They, I doubt they can beat it. Mm. Agreed. Got to give a shout out to Cater to You. That was a song that was played a lot, too. Yep. So, uh, let's get into another album here. Joe Scott, 2004. Tom, we talked about the 2006 album. Was it 2006 or two? Yeah, it was 2006, right? Volume three. He, yeah, it was. So this is volume two. This, this is volume big, two. Big one as well. I love this album, Ed. You might be surprised, but I think this is her best album, in my opinion, I'm going to say. Golden, I mean, Empowerment Anthem, Makes You Feel Good. There's so many good songs. Cross My Mind, Better at Home, Spring Summer Feeling, Family Reunion, Can't Explain. Like I get this whole album to me, front to back, is, is dope. And whatever, I didn't even mention that one. Yep, what this about is you, a good one. And it's the, the thing that I think about the most when I think about this album is I think of the album cover. I love the mm. album cover. It was yeah. Snaggletooth, <laughs> Jill. It's so cute. I love the album cover. But to Tom's credit, uh, to his point, yeah, this was a good one, one of her better ones. I don't know if it's quite her best. I'll have to go back. It's between the first one and this one, yeah, but definitely yeah. up near the top. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to compare it to the first one because she came onto the scene and just killed right. it. But this is a great follow-up. And to be honest, Jill has always put out great albums. I'll just say this one thing, though. A lot of times 
an artist's best album is their debut, and I was really excited to see that she took it to another level, really showed her growth, and we don't always get that. A lot of times they peak at their first album. I felt like she took it to the next level. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yep. Um, let's talk about a couple more females here. Ed, can you define what risk it all means? <laughs> define what risk it all means? I feel like this is a trick question, player. Oh, boy. I know what risking it all means, but I'm a married man, so I ain't going to do it. Tom, don't you do it either. <laughs> well, Tom, well, Ed, were you married in 2004? I was oh, not no. married in 2004, but I had a girlfriend. So, Tom, Tom were you married in 2004? I also had a girlfriend that was not married. So you could have risked it all. Um, <laughs> not <laughs> risking it all. Kyle, Kyle, you were at my wedding. You know I wasn't married in 2004. That's true. That was my oh, second God. wedding. Uh, some great music videos came out in 2004 along with albums. But uh, Oh, boy. Uh, uh, I know where we're going. Dropped, to me, I dropped her album, uh, Officially Missing You, as a top five music video of all time. Uh, Christina Milian, Dip It Low. Ed, you Ooh, know what's Lord, up. Lord have mercy. The, the paint. <laughs> the paint. Oh, man. And Ashanti, Only You. Another great music video. Let's let's talk about these albums first. Can we get into Christina Milian? Because uh, Dip It Low was such a huge song. People don't know, or they might know now, Teacher Moses wrote that song. Mm. That song was huge. It was. And if you, it's funny. I didn't know Teedra, even though I love that song for reasons that we just talked about. I didn't know that Tidra wrote it until pretty recently, in recent years. And if you go back and listen, she's all over the song. Like, it sounds like her. Like, she's definitely, you can hear the vocals there. And it sounds like a Tidra song. I love that yeah. album. I mean, I love that song. The album was okay, but I definitely love that song. And I thought that that was going to be the launching point for Christina. It was her peak. We didn't really get anything, like, to that level later on. But hard to beat the paint, player. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Tamia's album. You love Tamia. I'm sure you love the music video where she's walking around. <laughs> but this album, talk about this album. Tamia's album more it's definitely one of her more slept on albums and I really mm-hmm. feel like it's one of her better ones. You know, we don't really talk about this one as much, but there's some really good songs in there. The duet with Mario Winans, Mr. Mm-hmm. Cool I really liked. That was when um Into You got the remix with Fabulous. Um and then, like, there's some other good songs. I got to revisit this one. Still was on there. Yeah. I can't forget about that one. That's a classic, timeless song. Um, so I really like this one, too. Great one. Yeah. So, you, to, you know, Tom's right. No one talks about this album, but it's one of my favorites and one of the ones I played out the most. There's no bad yep. Tamiya album. There's, you can't go wrong with it. And let me just say, you didn't ask me about Christina Milian. Don't you want my opinion on the album? Sure. I've never heard that album in my whole life. <laughs> Kyle, well, why then. do you even try? Why? Try? I, I don't know. But I'm disappointed in both of you guys because neither of you guys mentioned the song. Uh, uh, was it Smile, the one that Babyface wrote? Yeah, too sad. Too sad. That's of a, a song. sad song. That is that, to me that a song. Smile. If you know that song, Smile, you know what's up. That's a sad song. It's pitiful. <laughs> uh, and then we got to talk about Ashanti's Concrete Rose album. Do we? Uh, we do because <laughs> I have a. I have a story to this one. Oh, boy. Oh, oh no. Regale is playing with your story. Well, first of all, uh, Only You is a, like the greatest R&B beat of all time. We can agree on that. Come on, Ed. No? That's just banging. <laughs> no, Shout I love the seven. beat, but Shut- greatest of all time, you're stretching it. Shout out to Seven Aurelius. All right. 
Concrete Rose story time. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is a shameless plug, but Ed, I know you do a love letters on your blog where you give relationship advice. I do. And uh, I think the universal advice that's given to people who are seeking a relationship or a partner is that you have to be yourself, right? Because yes. if you're not yourself, oh no, how can you expect anybody <laughs> to truly fall in love with you, right? Is this correct? This is correct. I hate where this is going, but continue. Oh my. So this is something I learned very early on was I got to be myself. So there was this girl that I was crushing on in high school. Okay. We're not going to name her name. We'll name her Jay. Jay, if you're out there, shout out to you. But <laughs> I remember Concrete Rose came out. I want to say around October or, or November. So it was cr- close to Christmas time. Yeah, I remember. And that. this is around the time when we were gifting CDs during Christmas. So uh, a lot of younger people might not understand that now, but we used to give CDs as gifts. So I went to the store and I bought Concrete Rose thinking, okay, I'm going to make this girl like me. I'm going to get her this Ashanti CD. Oh, no. Concrete Rose, 2004. So I gifted it to her for Christmas. She listened to it. Two weeks later, I asked, How, what did you think of the album? And she said, I like two songs on there. <laughs> <laughs> she is, you should have kept her because she's smart. Oh, so, man. So, um, I mean, we can look at it in two ways. We can say she was smart or we can say she was tripping. Uh, <laughs> long and behold, I don't talk to her anymore. I don't know where she is. So uh, it's probably a good thing that I cut her off. That album is good. And uh, I rest my case. Well. You know oh what? We all know where she is right now, and look where you're at. You're hosting episode 113 of your own podcast, so there you go. There yes. you go. Yeah, <laughs> and unfortunately, I'm here, too, listening to these terrible lies. <laughs> Album was something. Put to Jay's credit, she was right. They're two good songs. I'll give you maybe three, but keep the rest of that stuff. We're not giving Jay any credit. Can I, can I give ahead. my opinion on this album? Yes. I actually really like this album, believe it or not, guys. Thank you. What? This album is actually really good. Only You, Focus, Don't Let Them, Take Me Tonight with Lloyd, Every Little Thing, Turn It Up. And these are good songs, Ed. I don't know where you, what you're listening to. Go back there to Christina Milian now. You, Focus. What was the song with um, Robin Thicke? Was this one this one? No, that's, no. that's like the album after. Okay, well, you can't even put that one up there. Um. Is don't, don't leave, leave me alone up there. Don't leave me alone is a six star song. That that okay. I give you those three. And that's it. Keep the rest. What albums are y'all <laughs> listening to? Good God! Come <laughs> on, amazing album. Uh, let's talk about the men here because the ma- the males dropped some great albums too. Uh, a couple of Mario's dropped albums. Mario and Mario Winans. And the thing about these two this year that year is that they both dropped songs. That like defined the 2000s. Like I don't want to know and let me love you. Both of those songs, they can tore off those songs for the rest of their career. That's Absolutely. how big they are. Absolutely. I love and let my- me love. I feel like that was another song we talked about. This the reason why I love 2004 so much. One of my favorite years that we covered so far is that we got songs that really lasted. So many songs that we hear today, it'll come out. Y'all will go on Twitter and claim it's a classic. And then people have forgotten about it in three months. These are songs that continue to last throughout the decade and went on to define these certain artists' careers. So 2004 really was setting the standard. I love that, and it's great that Mario was able to roll on it. We'll talk about the other Mario brother in a minute who was able to do the same. (laughs) (laughs) 
When I heard this Mario Winans album, Hurt No More, guys, this year, I, I, even though I knew he was a millionaire off of the success of this album, I, I, I felt so bad for him, man. This guy was so sad when he made this album. Mm. Every song was sad. He went through some pain. How was it I called mean, Hurt never... No More? He should have been hurt all the time. Did you listen to these songs? <laughs> Dude, he was in the I Need a Girl Part 2 video, and he was in pain, and that was not a sad moment. No, guys, it so. was not. He's just, He's just a sad man. But that no, that's our guy. Shout out to Mario Winans. But I don't want to know, Ed, if you're Mario Winans, do you really want to know? Oh, I want to know, player. Because if you're <laughs> laying up in my house, I'm spending money on you, I'm doing whatever. I'm not sitting on the side of the bathtub in my sweater or whatever he was doing. I want to know. We ain't got to keep it on the low. Just give me the real. <laughs> Hold on, Netta. Uh, don't worry. The Tedra conversation's on the way. I can't wait for that part. But back to Mario. I don't want to know. The thing about that's interesting about that song, like you would never even hear a male R&B singer put out that much vulnerability in this day and age. Never. And he was he, he was willing to go there. People accepted it. They felt bad for him. They supported him. I'm sure it all worked out in the end. I mean, I guess it did. He's happily married now, so. <laughs> but the, the thing he is, used... Tom, they connected. They connected. And the reason why, here I'm going on my old man rant, the reason why I have an issue with music today is that there's no vulnerability. Listen to the songs we get today. It's all, I want to have sex with you. You cheated on me and I hate you. I like you, but you don't like me, so you suck. Like, there's no... <laughs> There, think of can anybody name one song that's just straight up I love you, or and there's some definitely I'm mad because you broke my heart, but there's mm. no level of sadness that Mario showed because we will say that we're sad, but then we gotta like flex at the same time. We never are vulnerable. If yeah. anybody can name a straight up love song that we've seen this year, good luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw a comment. I thought that was his debut album. Shout out to our guy, Theo Sullivan Brandon. His debut album was Story of My Heart in 97. Yeah. A lot of people missed that one, actually. Yep. So that yep. was on Motown. Yep. Uh, I actually forgot a female here when we talked about risking it all. Uh, Janet Jackson. <laughs> uh, I forgot about her. but God. <laughs> that was no, no pun intended. Uh, Demita Joe came out in 2004. Of course, this album is surrounded by controversy, but... Behind all that controversy, guys, is a very solid body of work. Absolutely. And this is another album that makes me love 2004. We did not give this album enough love. I don't want to talk about the controversy because I'll be fussing all day. There'll be another think piece about that. Hit me up on Twitter at E.T. Bowser. We can argue about that. But when it comes to this album, oh, it was so great. It was a refreshing, different sound for Janet. I love the Kanye song. I love some of the other album cuts, some really good album cuts here. And it just not only fell through the cracks in the mainstream, I feel like a lot of Janet fans don't show it love today. And that's a shame. It's one of my favorite, personal favorite mm. Janet albums. Not one of her best, but definitely one of my personal favorites. Well, this album has the record Thinking About My Ex. Love that, that song. Is like, that is like the saddest song ever. Uh, the Kanye records are dope. There's a lot of good stuff on here. Yes. There's no reason why this one shouldn't be celebrated more. Meanwhile, everyone is celebrating discipline for some reason. But <laughs> I moving wish I on. I can't figure out. Uh, moving on. Uh, Tom, 
couple of male artists here. John B, Stronger Every Day. Carl Tom, Carl Thomas's second album, like we celebrate that first one, but that second one is pretty good too. Yeah, I love the second album. Let's talk about it. Yeah. That was a really good one. I I really I actually like that one better than his first one. His first one is really good too. Yeah, but for some reason the second one just was a little bit more cohesive for me. I really like that one. John B, Stronger Every Day. Doesn't that really ever get talked about? That's another one, you know, among his discography. He's made some great music, and there's some great songs on there. That's a really solid album as well. He worked with Tank on a few songs on there. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a song with Tupac on there and another with Babyface. It was a good album. Yep. Yeah. Ed, what did you think about that Carl Thomas album? It's funny. I wanted to listen to that one before this podcast. I have not heard that in years, and I've only listened to it one time, back when I did my Whatever Happened to on Carl Thomas, which was like... 15 years ago i don't even want to read it because i'm sure it's terrible it was forever ago but i am a huge fan of his debut i'll rant and rave about it when we get to the year 2000 so it's interesting when hear tom say that he even liked it better than the debut i feel like again this is another project that got slept on because this was after his bad boy time and he didn't have the hype machine behind him i remember it being very very solid though and did he have a song with like LL on it or something? Yeah. Yes. Like I'm remembering lots of songs that I enjoyed that just did not get the exposure that they should have. So I'm going to check that out. That's going to be my homework time after today because I want to hear that again. I think that's a gem that doesn't get appreciated enough. Yeah, Tom, there's a good Mike City song on there. I can't think of the name right now. I can, uh, I can hear it in Make my It head. All Right? Was that the one? Yeah. I don't know which one. Yeah, make, yeah so. if that's yeah. the one, that's a really good song. Yeah. Um, and then a couple more male artists that came out were Sean Patterson, Raphael Sadiq, and uh, the man that we're not allowed to talk about, but he was uh, stepping in the name of love and it's <laughs> about the happy people. Can we talk about this album or will we get shunned? I mean, <laughs> we can. I mean, it's on y'all because you know they're going to come for us regardless. The album. All right, you know how we do. If you got any issues, you send your questions, <laughs> tweets, and hates to Edward oh, Bowser boy. or E.T. Bowser. Leave Tom and Kyle alone because it's real talk <laughs> time. Here's the problem I had with that album. Your boy was going through some stuff. I ain't got to repeat it. You know the stuff. And then he comes back with an album that just seemed to pander to, like, I love Jesus and I'm great. And everybody, I'm nice. And I got on my 70s hat and my cut. And, and I'm looking off to the side with a little fake Soul, Soul Train logo on the side. <laughs> so it, it felt like it was a little try hard to me. The album has some good mm. songs on it. And I do appreciate that. If we're just talking about, we're talking about the music. We're not talking about the man's character. So keep that in mind. <laughs> but I thought that it was okay. But definitely not to the level of, Chocolate Factory, TP2, and a lot of stuff that came up, that came before it. But it got a lot of love because it pandered to a certain audience. It was like, see, he loved the Lord. He's a good guy. He <laughs> loved Jesus. And I'm like, uh, the songs are a little too eh. My wife calls them Save the World songs, a little too sappy. Mm. It was not my mm. thing. And I'm not going to talk about that unfinished business album with Jay-Z. Go check out Soul & Stereo today because earlier this week <laughs> I re-ranked Jay-Z's albums. I had a lot to say about that. That one was mm-hmm. not good. Wow. Well, since you talked about R. Kelly, I'll talk about Rasan Patterson. His After Hours album came out in 2004. It's one I really liked. There's a lot of good songs on this one. If you haven't checked this one out, 
definitely take a listen. People always sleep on Rasan Patterson. He's always. just not huge in the mainstream. Yeah. Trust us, you won't be disappointed. And then real quick, on the Raphael Sadiq as Ray Ray album, I love, love, love this song, I Want You Back with Tidra Moses. We'll talk about Tidra some more later, but that was my favorite on that album. That's a great one. Uh, let's get into these rookies here, rookies of the year. I posted uh, a picture of it. Uh, somehow forgot Life Jennings, who actually had an amazing album. Yes, forgot my uh, boy. But uh, I'm going to name a couple here, or name them all, all that I can think of here. So we've got Life, we've got JoJo, we've got John Legend, Tidra Moses, Sierra, ATL, Orion, Fantasia, and Tom got me to mention this one because I forgot Nina Sky. Tom, when were you into reggaeton? They weren't reggaeton back then, guys. Come on. <laughs> reggaeton? Calm down. <laughs> Nina Sky. That album has some gems on it, believe it or not, if you've ever checked it out. Move Your Body. I mean, what do you even classify that song as? Just, Ed, I don't know. I don't know, but I loved me some Nina Sky at the time. I was like, I'm going to be in a Nina Sky sandwich. Them two were fine. I was oh, oh they my were, goodness! I love me some Nina Sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and then we have Houston as well. Uh, Houston unfortunately gouged his eye out in 2004. Oh Poor my Houston. god! I've been but in... uh, he did Houston. have uh, his song in the McDonald's commercial, so I'm sure he made a lot of money. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, some... I listened to the album. There was there was a couple good songs on there. I mean, I don't remember it that well. I would have to revisit. No, I mm-hmm. I don't think I ever heard that album. And every time I hear that name, I'm just like, poor Houston. Poor guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Shaquille Perry, I did not forget about that album. We'll talk about it soon. I have it all planned. I was wondering that as well, actually, Kyle. Guys, 30 minutes I, in. I'm, I'm a man with the plan. Just all right. Well, let's, let me hit on a couple of these rookies before we go forward. Because I got to talk about my boy, Life Jennings. Life Jennings is... One of those artists that I slept on. I think we talked about whatever year that the Janelle Monet EP came out, maybe like 08 or something like that. Neo's first album, this album, and another album we'll talk about in a minute were some albums that a friend of mine was like, you got to listen to this album. You got to listen to it. And this was before streaming, so you couldn't just send your boy a link. So they actually got me the CD, as Kyle talked about hmm. earlier. That's what friends used to do back in the day. And my friend got me this, actually got my future wife this CD. So I got, I didn't hear it till like 05. And I was blown away. I love, I know Life Jennings' voice isn't for everybody. We hear about it all the time. But I just was captivated by his songwriting and his honesty. Songs like She Got Kids. If she dropped, if he dropped that song today, y'all would cancel him so bad. Because you don't listen (laughs) to what he's saying. And what you actually break down what he's saying is very vulnerable and truthful, and I have always appreciated that so much about him. I think he's incredible. Also, because I had never heard the album, and y'all were raving about it on Twitter, I went to listen to ATL Project um, a couple days ago. First time I had heard that. And it has some joints on it. So, shout out to them. That was a song, uh, I can't think of the name of it. It was a single. It was like their second single. I was like, this song is incredible. Why did I miss this song? So, <laughs> so hmm. Props for you, Kyle, for getting me on ATL. Oh, yes. Uh, Tom. As, as, as far as the other rookies, Kyle, yeah. you can talk about JoJo. I'll talk about Sierra. Why are you talking about Sierra? Because <laughs> you got to talk you know about I something. That I ain't talking about Sierra. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about JoJo here uh, and John Legend because I love John Legend as well. But um, 
JoJo, this album came out, and, like, you know how, like, Justin Bieber had a phase when he was younger where he was, like, all over the world, and, like, he was, like, the biggest thing on Earth? Oh, yeah. To me, like, that was, JoJo was that for me, because that was around mm. eighth grade, and she was this young pop singer who had R&B crossover, and uh, that debut album, when you listen to it now, and you can now, because she actually re-recorded it and put it on streaming platforms, that's actually a very solid piece of work. A lot of different producers are on there. Uh, she even has a cover of SWV's Week, which I think she did a great job on. And then John Legend. This was right off the heels of the Kanye West train. And uh, John Legend delivered probably, I would say, and Tom, you'll disagree, but I think this is his hmm. best album. Um, Kanye did his thing on it. Uh, Ordinary People I never really liked so much, but Used to Love You was a great song. What was the other one? Number One? I thought that was okay. Um, but yeah. When you listen to that album from top to bottom, there are some great songs. I don't know if I would call it a classic. I know a lot of people on Twitter do, but a great one. Um, so, Tom, I'll let you speak on Tidra, Sierra, Orion. I got to talk about right. Lloyd and Fantasia after, too. Remind me. Let me, uh, let me ask everyone in the comments for the John Legend album. I hear people call this a classic and say it was so amazing. Remember, we got to take it for what it was in the moment when it released. Yeah. So it was something we, it was different than what we'd heard. You know, he was with Kanye. It was exciting. It was definitely good. I just never thought it was amazing. I never really got into Ordinary People. Mm. I actually liked the single Number One better. And, uh, or no, sorry, Used to Love You was the one I liked. That was the f this first single, I think. And I just never loved this album. I don't know. I liked his second album better, as you guys know. But I'm curious to see what people, what people think in the comments. People, it's a classic. Twitter calls everything a classic. They do. <laughs> John I, Legend has no classic albums. I've heard that. Yep. <laughs> I do think it's his best album. I did. I do think that. I think it's. I know you love the second album, and you kind of made me come around on that one a little bit, Tom, because I have softened my stance yeah. on that. But I do think it's his best album. Classic, I don't know because you know I'm stingy yeah. with that term. I don't know if I call it classic, right. but it is his best <laughs> to me. I, I'm going to move on to Sierra, guys. I'm going to give you my. 100% honest opinion about this album. Oh, Are you God. guys ready for this? I oh, can't wait. My honest opinion about this album is I've never heard it in my life. Then why did you <laughs> ask to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> because that's that's what I feel like needs to be said. Oh, it's actually a solid album. It, to me, it's probably, if it's not her best, it's her second best. Tom, you like the song. Wait, so how come you don't like the song Yeah, but you like the so song Oh with Ludacris? Yes, they're the same song. Well, that's not the same it song. Sounds Are you like it to me? me. It's way more tame. First off, okay, I it's guess. more controlled. I think you were just distracted <laughs> by Sierra dancing on the car. That's what it that is. That was the that was the Goodies album, right? Yeah, yeah. that was good. I mean, when I heard that song, I, I just thought it was too gimmicky, and I was like, I, I just this isn't for me. I'm not even gonna bother. Oh, so I, I mean, you know, I'm with you. I am not a fan. It's a very. It's not terrible. She's had. I think her her second album, the one with Promise on it, I think that was her second album. I like that one yeah. way better than this one. I think that's her best work. This was okay, but I don't feel like it aged well. It's very in the moment. Now, Tidra Moses, I will speak on. Yep. That com uh, complex simplicity, cult classic. I mean, I feel like I've gotten to know more and more people who've discovered it later than people yeah. who actually knew of it originally which is strange the label it came out on was um what was it tgt no tvt TV, TV. yeah which was an obscure label and they didn't really push it 
and I mean, thankfully, she's made a career out of it. I mean, wow. Yeah. The, you know, she's she's done so many shows and has built up a following. She's just the best. So that album, Front to Back, love that one. I mean, that's one of my favorites that came out this year. Yep. Get you that's some good one. R&B Friends player, because this was the second album <laughs> that a friend hooked me up with. I had heard <laughs> Be Your Girl on um, Midnight Love a million times, and I thought it was okay. Mm. Like, I didn't think it was all that. I thought it was, I was solid. But my friend was like, you got to hear this album. Every time you have a friend that pushes something that hard, she, like, mailed me the CD. I was living in Louisville. My friend was in Virginia. Mailed me the CD. It blew me away. I wouldn't go five stars, but it's pretty close. And it's one that, to me, encapsulates how great this year was. Just so many hidden gems. And Tom's right. She can ride off of this album for a very, very long time. One of the best cult classics in the past 20 years for R&D. Mm-hmm. I see that comment that Be Your Girl was about Nas and Khalees. Yep. And Apparently so. Obviously, that's true because she <laughs> used the same beat from a Nas song. Yep. Yeah. You remember? So it has, it, it's likely, but I don't do gossip, so I have no well, idea. Well, she came All out right, and then. confirmed it. She said it was true. <laughs> so I'm uh, not going to doubt She keeps people. it real, so I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple more rookies here that I quickly want to touch on. Uh, Fantasia, right off of American Idol, comes out with her debut. A lot of people love this album. I do. And rightfully so. I think Truth Is is on this album. Truth Is, I Never Got Over You. That's a real line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Lloyd's album, Southside, that came out. Irv Gotti is on the intro track. And this album was unique to me because when I listened to the album, I think one of the first songs is ATL Tales. And I hear I heard like yeah. gunshots, and that was like the first R and B song I've ever heard gunshots in. <laughs> so, I I, <laughs> so I knew I was in for something. Oh man! Uh, and then Tom, your boy Orion, dropped the, his debut album, and that's actually a sleeper of yours, isn't it? I checked it out, believe it or not, when it came out, and I was I was feeling it. The production was really good. So I don't know how I found it, but it was pretty. It's it's dope. I haven't heard it in a while, but that's your guy, Kyle. Yep, that is my guy. Uh, and then I, I cannot uh, go this podcast without mentioning New Edition's 2004 yes. album because yes. uh, I think Derek Dunn would kill me. Yes. But <laughs> when you speak on this album, we will get destroyed. Um, I, this is another album I've only heard like once. I can't really speak too far on this one because I rem- don't remember it being bad. Is this the Bad Boy album? Yeah, this yes. may have been Bad yes. Boy album. Like, I remember it being yeah. all right, but I can't really speak to details on it. And if our boy Derek Dunn was here, he could give us 50 minutes on this joint. So we had to make sure we shout it out, though. Yep. Uh, same with the Brandy Aphrodisiac album, which I wanted to talk about later. Uh, did you guys want to talk about that quickly? Yeah, we can. Bring it up. Bring it I know up. This, is, yeah, this is your album, Kyle. Well, I'm going to throw it out there, and I don't know how much time we have before we get cut off. But this album, I'm going to say it right now, it's better than Full Moon. And we're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, I'm with him, Ed. I'm with him. No. I love the Ed. album. Like, no. Ed. I prefer this album to Full Moon. Like, if we were talking about my favorites, I prefer it. Full Moon is not an album I can just listen to front to back a lot. So, I yeah. tore this album up. I loved Aphrodisiac. It's not a better album. Not. Oh, no. my goodness. No. Well, let me, let me let me pull, let me throw a point out there. When when it came out, right, you had Brandy with Timbaland, and it was excitement for that. And man, he did not let us down at all. I mean, the, it, it, everything he gave her on the album was fire. Yep. Even the Kanye single was pretty good. 
I mean, it, it was a good album. Yeah. Very I mean, much the, so. o- the, only t- the only two songs I would throw off that album, since we're talking about earlier with confessions and cutting out songs, Sididi has to go. Yeah, yeah. And Turn It Up has to go. No, absolutely not. I love that song. Yeah, I would count. If we lost both of those, I wouldn't. I'd be like, eh, okay. Yeah, something about pajamas. Like, what's going on here? It's hey. the vibe, Kyle. Oh, God. Vibe don't start. Before vibes. <laughs> vibe. Don't start. <laughs> All right. Uh, quickly here. Like I said, guys, we might have to re- restart this thing. I don't know. I think we started. We got 20 like, minutes. Yeah. Okay, we got 20 good. minutes. Okay. Uh, let's get into the rookie of the year here. JoJo, John Legend, Tidra Moses, Sierra, ATL, Orion, Life, Lloyd, Fantasia, Nina Sky, and uh, Life. Did I mention Life? I think I did. Yes, yeah. you did. Who is the rookie of the year? Man, what a lineup of rookies when you look at it. Like, that's incredible. <laughs> um, i got to go with, you know, just got to go with it. I know it's not everybody's favorite, but I've got to go with John Legend as far as the rookies. My favorite mm. would be Tidra, no question, but mm. I don't have to go with John Legend as far as impacts specifically. I, I'm going to go with Life Jennings. I would love mm. to go with Tidra also. But just because of in that year, I don't believe she, you know, got the recognition that she deserved. Didn't blow up in my eyes until later. Man, when I heard Must Be Nice, I knew we had a new star in our hands. Yes. And he has just, you know, been a, made a career that's unlike really any other. He's done it consciously, against the grain, amazing performer. So for, that's, that's who I'm going with. Mm. Some good picks there. Uh, my rookie of the year, uh, I think she says it in a lyric here, top charted ever since the day I started. Ed, do you know that song? No, I don't have the pleasure of knowing whatever song that is. One, two, step. That's the song. Ugh. <laughs> I'm sure, like, if you ask, if you look at mainstream, saying that Sierra's the rookie makes the most sense. I mean, I'm with you on mm-hmm. that. But when we're talking about actual quality, ain't no way. Like, everybody right. you named, I would probably put ahead of her. But if we're just looking at mainstream appeal, it's her. But if we're looking at a dose of mainstream appeal and quality music, got to go with John Legend. And I okay, know this, what, what? <laughs> and I just want to throw this out here because it just came to mind. And I know this isn't a 2004 album, it's a 2003 album. But shout out my girl to Alicia Keys because her album dropped the end of 2003 and all of her stuff was in 2004. So got to mm. shout out my girl mm-hmm. for my favorite album this year. Yep. Uh, no, but the real rookie of the year to me is John Legend, and I can't believe I just said that. But <laughs> <laughs> when you're right, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, what was the most anticipated album for you this year, back in 2004 hmm. when you guys were younger? What was mm-hmm. that album that you guys were excited for when it came out? That's a good um, question. Um, I want to say because everything I'm thinking about is hip hop. Maybe, maybe John Legend because you y'all gotta remember John Legend had so much hype. He was coming in with Kanye, who was the hottest thing in the game at the moment, and he was kind of being billed. It wasn't really stated, but he was kind of being pushed as kind of like the male version of Alicia Keys. And I loved Alicia, so you got this dude who's gonna have Kanye production. He's gonna be doing the piano thing. It's gonna be traditional R and B with this new sound to it. The album. I didn't love it as much as I thought I was going to like it. And that's kind of an issue we would have with John Legend going out for the next decade. But mm. I think he was probably my most anticipated. Destiny Child, maybe. 
but that album kind of blew away my expectations. So maybe John Legend for me. For me, it's got to be Usher, only because I loved 8701, and I was really excited to see what he was going to come with next. I mean, and remember, that we always talk about this when we get back to these days and times, but it wasn't a year where you could just preview the music or stream it, so you had to just buy it off the single. Yep. And even though I didn't love Yeah, I still was super hyped and... You know, obviously, he didn't let us down with confessions. Mm-hmm. Um, I had two. Uh, believe it or not, Christina Milian was very high up on my list because of the music video. I but, bet. Uh, Mario Turning Point was uh, one that I was really anticipating because Let Me Love You to my generation, like, that's, like, the biggest R&B song of all time. Like, people look at hmm. that when we talk about, like, Twitter thrillers. Like, that is the Twitter thriller. Um, that song was huge, so I got that album. I didn't love that album, but that song to me is still one of the biggest of that era and a uh, huge song. Um, what was your most slept-on album this year, 2004? Oh, I mean, that's mm. that's an easy one. We've talked a thousand yeah. times about Tidra, and even though I didn't hear this album until very late in the year going into 2005, to this day, I think it's an extremely slept on piece of work. And at the time, other than seeing that single randomly on Midnight Love <laughs> a couple of times, like you just did not get the appreciation for her work. So easily, she's the most slept on. I'm going to take it a little bit different. So this artist didn't even release an album in 2004. He was supposed to. I've heard some songs from the album. Tony Sunshine wow. was supposed to release his debut album. He had Oh My God that year. He was huge with that song with Dirtbag, one of Ed's favorite rappers. Oh, God. I forgot and... all about Dirtbag. <laughs> and then anyone in the comments, if you if you know Tony Sunshine, I'm curious if you heard his music. But I've always been a fan. He had this song with Fabulous, I've discovered. He had this song with R. Kelly, I found. But he just never was able to come out with an album, and that was supposed to be the year. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name that one. Isn't Ooh. that R. Kelly song? the same like beat as the atl song calling all girls it's close it's close actually same format yeah uh most slept on album for me would have to be you know even though it's a rookie i'm gonna go with teaser moses as well got to have to mm-hmm. very you know what like to me that album as well as amory's debut which we'll get to in a future episode like those two people love those two albums they weren't commercially massive but like yeah if you know those two albums and you can actually talk about those two albums like you get the verified badge of like being a true army <laughs> that's, fan that's accurate that's 100 percent accurate it's absolutely true um let's get into the albums of the year your top three favorite albums of the year yep starting at number three tom what is your number three can i get my runners up first sure <laughs> My three runners-up are John B., Stronger Every Day, mm-hmm. Tamiya Moore, and Ashanti Concrete Rose. And Usher's Confessions. What? what? All right. <laughs> How many albums are you going to name, Blair? This was a good year. There was so much to pick from. My number three is Carl Thomas, Let's Talk About It. Love that album. Ed, go revisit that album. I will. Cohesive Project. I still play it to this day. Even I, I even like the interludes, and that's rare for me. I really don't like to play interludes, and they were dope too. Here's a, Ed Con, and I'll tell you mine in a second. But I'm gonna give Carl Thomas a little bit more love. I was gonna wait until we tell this story in 2000. But I gotta tell it now. When I was in college, 
and my had this um professor who was a he was like a songwriter or a singer he was like really good and he talked about how great carl thomas was because he was just such a good songwriter and that pro- and that professor really helped me to like gain my ear for good songwriting and my gosh and you listen to like his interludes and that's what i thought about him when tom said interludes even an interludes are well written so shout out carl he was incredible Anyway, my top. I thought you were going to say Carl Thomas was your professor. I didn't know where you were. No, going. Carl Thomas was not my professor. <laughs> there was a guy that worked at my last job named Carl Thomas. We used to mess with him at that. Wow. But that's another story. So I got to be like your boy Tom. I got to get my runner up. My runner up didn't hear this album till 05, but it's 04. I love it. Life Jennings, that's my boy. Not enough love for him. But my number three, I'll have to go with Destiny's Child. Love Destiny's Fulfilled. I go back and forth on whether it's their best album or not. It's really close with Writings on the Wall. But this one really just took me by surprise. I did not expect it to be as good and cohesive as it is. And if this is the last one we get, what a way to go out. Uh, My runner-up is Teacher Moses, but a hot take here. The Writings on the Wall isn't that great. It's too long. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good. It's a little too long. It's pretty good. It's overhyped, but it's pretty good. Bugaboo has not aged well. Well, a lot of that stuff has not aged. Say my name sounds ridiculous, but I still, I still do. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my number three would be Destiny's Child as well. A uh, very cohesive album from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm still mad we didn't get a music video for T-Shirt because I would have risked it off for that as well. I bet you would have. <laughs> oh God. That's a great song. Uh, Tom, your number two? My number two, and th- this is tough. I mean... I forgot I even put Brandy in here. There's so many good choices, but I'm not thinking about Jill Scott. I just really like that album, front to back. Like I said, I think it's one of her, probably her best, in my opinion. And just one I find myself going back to, it resonates with me the most. Remember, this this is just our opinion. So for me, that's that's the one I have as my number two. Ed, oh. before you before you talk, let me uh, let me. I have to lecture Tom really quickly. Oh boy! When you say these are my opinions, you know on Twitter how people say I said I said what I said. Mm-hmm. Oh jeez! Yeah, like that's us. Like our opinions are facts. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't. I, I don't. I'm, <laughs> I'm humble, just, guys. I'm, just I'm not. <laughs> Ed, what's your, what's your number two? Well, going to the dude who is not humble, I'll tell you my number two. And shout out Shaquille Perry because he talked about the Say My Name remix, which is incredible and way better than the yes, yes. So. Anyway, shout out our boy Static. Um, my number two, we talked about her all day long, and I'm happy to do it. My girl, Tidra, Complex Simplicity. If you are on here and you have not heard that album, and it's readily available, please go check it out. It's one of the most slept-on albums, really, in the past 20 years. Deserve much more love than that. My number two will be Confessions by Usher. I think, like Tom said, I think there are a couple of songs that you could maybe take off. I can't say which one off the top of my head. Isn't there a song called Take Your Hand on there, Ed? Mm-hmm. There is. Yeah, that one. I, th- I think that one's going. That's probably the one that, that goes. I mean... Superstar. And, hmm. you, you can put you can replace Take Your Hand and put Superstar on there twice if you want. I'd be just as happy. You can definitely <laughs> chop some. There's some filler on this album, no question. Again, I still consider it a classic, but that doesn't mean it's flawless, because... If that's the case, then there's no such thing as a classic album. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so, chop it off. I, I love Confessions. I, I love it. I still listen to it to this day, but number two for me. Mm-hmm. Tom? Mm. You, you know what's interesting about Confessions? I found, like, as my taste has evolved over the years, I don't really 
listen to this album at all. I mean, I just, it's just not, like, there's songs I liked, but now it's just not, like, Burn, I, I would never listen to again. You know, like, I'm just, I'm just in a happy relationship. I have no need to listen to Burn. I never I mean, liked why? Burn. Like, I never liked that. <laughs> so, my point is, though, it's interesting, as my tastes have changed and evolved, like, I find myself listening to certain stuff more than other stuff I used to like, so I'm sure other people have experienced yeah. that. And, and for that reason, I will bring you my number one for 2004. It is Terror Squad True Story. Oh, my God. I do love <laughs> that you album. Back, <laughs> but were you leaning back in 2004, Listen, Tom? guys, here in New York City, they were going nuts for that album, Lean Back. Come what's on. the, um, Tom, what's the song? It's like, it had the sped up sample on it. To like, oh, let me hold take you, you home down, or something? something like that. Or take you home, something. Yeah, take you home, like something like that. But anyway, in all seriousness, (laughs) I'm going to go with Tidra Moses' Complex Simplicity. Just, I always listen to it front to back. Super slept on. So glad I found it. So glad I found Tidra's music overall. She's got mixtapes that people still have never heard and so many good songs. So that's got to be my number one. Ed? Number one for me is pretty obvious. Got to go with Usher's Confessions. Even though it's not perfect, I got my issues with the album. It's a game changer. It's the signature album for him. It's the one that, to this day, is the Twitter thriller that, I mean, hey, this is actually one that lives up to the hype and is monumental. And there's a reason why we keep clamoring for him to return to the sound and style and presentation that he had on this album because it was genre-defined. Yep. It was an era. So, yep. to me, Great number album. one... With a bullet, no question. Yeah. And uh, Tom, how much time do we have left right now? Five minutes. Okay, so I've got five minutes to talk about this. Uh, my number one <laughs> uh, on this album, there's a track called Finally, where Timbaland says, this is the champion song. <laughs> yes. Well, guys, this is the champion album. Timbaland and Brandy Aphrodisiac. Oh, my god! I could go on and on about this album. I think I've already said too much. And I, I've already said it's better than Full Moon. I don't know if it's better than Never Say Never. I think that's still number one. But Aphrodisiac, to me, is a slept-on album. I think it's, you know, I see a lot of people on Twitter saying that it kind of paved the way for what we see today with this alternative R&B. I wouldn't go all the way there with that. Mm, I don't know about but, that. No. But I, I do. I would say that it was different than a lot of R&B albums that came out that year. So I will give it that. And for that reason alone... It will be my number one song. Or num- hmm. not number one talk, number one album. I'm not too mad. I don't think it's better than Full Moon. I think that's a little ridiculous, but definitely one of the best of the year, so I can't hate. <laughs> Why did Brandy start singing Up Jumps the Boogie? That's a good question. <laughs> I like that song. That's a good song. I don't know why, but hey, it worked in the It moment. did work. It's ridiculous, but hey, I love it. <laughs> An R&B activist just said, I'm with you when you're right. I'm my facts are facts opinions are fa- i wait, said what wait, i said on, hold on hold on hold on <laughs> yes the reason she started singing up junks of boogie is because before that she shouted out Aaliyah. she said we want to represent her come on guys you got to follow the lyrics of course i mean then who didn't know yeah. that you you all trashed that song you all know about that song no I don't. Uh, of course i know about <laughs> the song but it's still in eh. I, I like the bonus songs sirens nodding off like yeah. it was yesterday now yeah. those songs Take off, not take off. Turn it up in city and put those songs. I don't there. think that. Um, I don't think we have the bonus edition because I don't remember those songs. Oh, Ed, you got it. 
you gotta listen to the bonus songs. Uh, but since we have like three minutes left now, Ed, what is going on with SoulInStereo.com? SoulInStereo.com. Go check it out. As always, go check out my kings and queens of R&B for the 2000s post. Um, of course, we know who the king is. For 2004, I nominated Usher. Also this week, I had album rankings. Ugh. Y'all think R&B? I'm the hated, most hated man in R&B. Hip-hop was pissed off this week when I did my re-ranking of Jay-Z's albums as well as a new ranking of 50 Cent's album. And I kind of stomped on a whole lot of nostalgia. But like Kyle said, I said what I said. So go to Soul and Stereo <laughs> and check that out. Mm, awesome. Tom, with you know I got? So I posted a, a lot of uh, great music that came out. Yep. Uh, I got to highlight Mariah Carey's Rarities album. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's a record on there. I think it's the one that came out in like 1993. I forget the title of it right now. But that song is incredible. Slipping Away then, is on there. Um, so, yeah. uh, And then, Tom, you interviewed Mr. Dalvin. We interviewed the legend Mr. Dalvin of Jodeci. It's a great interview. I'll let you guys check it out. We spoke about his brother, Devante, and much more. Jodeci biopic. And I also just really want to, really quick want to say, Ed, let me know when that Philly's Most Wanted list is out. I'll be on your site day one checking that It'll out. It'll be the shortest list in the history of Soul and Stereo. <laughs> Trust <laughs> uh, guys i think that's it for this week go check out the new music lma dropped a song trey dropped a song mario dropped a song i'm just naming a couple but go on you know i got soul check out all the music and uh we'll be back next week to talk about 2003 and we'll be guys uh before we get out of here uh you know how i mentioned top five music videos of all time and i mentioned people like Tania, <sighs> christina million yeah. ed i'm gonna throw this at you okay for next week it involves an elephant We'll talk next week. What a time next week will be. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) So we'll be back next week, guys. I appreciate you guys for staying with us. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk 2003 next week. Tweet us, DM us, let us know what albums we should be talking about, and, and we'll talk about it then. You guys have a good week. Be safe, and we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. All right. Take care. Peace.